you found us. We're unapologetic. Welcome. This is Season 2, Venture to the Dark Side, real-life examination of factors that support and even justify violent partners. I'm Brian, licensed professional counselor. And I'm Erica. I'm not a counselor. Welcome, Erica. (laughs) It's such a pleasant surprise to see someone, anyone, in person. It is. Uh, And not through a screen. The times are changing. Yes, but... Uh, things opened up. Excited? Yes, I am. I am uh, very excited to go down to the Golden Corral. I'm getting a lot of texts that say we're still choosing to stay in. I know. I saw something where it was like, uh, and I can't remember if we had mentioned this last time, but it was like, if you're in your vehicle alone wearing a mask, even when this is all over, stay uh, home. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think it's, um, you know, people are just, they forget that it's on. You know, now it's kind of a norm. It's the norm. Yeah. It's like, okay, I've got my glasses, my contacts, my mask, yeah. my keys. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. The booties that cover my feet. <laughs> I don't know. In my neighborhood, you couldn't go to a bank with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It is weird. It's like, I can't tell if this is a friendly neighbor or they're about to rob me. Right. Are they scared they're going to get sick or right. do they uh, want the money? I just see their eyes. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because my sister uh, just gave birth over the weekend. Oh, congrats. Uh, and this is child 1400. Oh. <laughs> no, no, this is seven, six, seven. I don't know. One of those, six I, or seven. I would, I would say that that's, that's about right. Uh, so now it's going to be, it's six. It's three girls, three boys, and she's girl. Lovely. So, um, but they're still doing where it was just my brother-in-law was able to be in there. Oh, okay. Um, and so we had kind of said, look, we're, we're on call if you guys need anything, because it was a scheduled C-section, um, and I knew that they were going to probably be there all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, and she had not done that before, so I think she was a little nervous. Oh, yeah, it's like four, four days. Yeah. Um, well, it looks like she they went in Friday morning, and then she was able to, uh, the uh, my niece passed that. Uh, I had no idea that you had to do this, but they had the car seat test before they can leave. Yes. And it's an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. You're like uh, old hat, Brian. Welcome <laughs> to the 21st century. That is, uh, well, I mean, that's uh, over... That's over 11 years for me, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the car seat test. The car seat test. Yeah. So uh, we just said, hey, call us if you guys need something, um, and we'll we'll drive it up there. Uh, and so I had mentioned, because they, they hadn't reached out. It was, it was one of those things where it was like they have, they have a lot of family, friends in the church and stuff that I knew that were covering meals and stuff too, so. Uh, but then on Saturday I was like, Hey, you know, just in case you guys need something, yeah. uh, we're just checking in again. And he said, actually, my brother-in-law was like, actually you could bring us coffee, uh, tomorrow. So I was like, okay, great. So, oh. uh, then I sent a text, Hey, you know, shoot me your order. And then my sister finally responded and she was like, bring us protein shakes. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So, wait. <laughs> you doing okay? Uh, In addition to? No, 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 no. Swap. Right. Okay. Hey, you okay. know what? We're, the cafeteria is lacking. We need some protein. Uh, oh, so I was like, okay, okay cool. Okay. But I didn't know. I know that Jamba Juice was doing curbside oh, uh, okay. to go, but you have to order online in yeah. your vehicle first. 
and so I, I didn't know that, of course, because I guess I've been hiding under a rock with all this <laughs> stuff going on. Get with it. Right. So I pulled up. It was packed. There was a line. Um, oh, man. People definitely were not distancing themselves. <laughs> oh okay. And I was like, I don't want to mess with that. Uh, so I was like, Smoothie King. I'll just go to Smoothie King. Okay. And um, the sign on the door said open, but no one was there. So I called and I was like, how does this work? Do you want me to, you're going to bring it to my truck? <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell like he was nervous. He was like, for the love of God, stay in your vehicle. <laughs> right? I was like, okay, okay, cool. And I, what's funny, it was so weird because we're talking to one another. We're looking at each other, but through yeah. the window. You know what I mean? Just stay uh, This guy, you know, bless his heart. Uh, like a high school age kid maybe college um so he's like no 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 no, please 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 stay in, stay in the truck what can i get you and then we start having like technical difficulties like he's hearing every third word that oh, i'm saying man. and what's funny is i remember i had gone to i guess my one of my nephews was being born and this is before all this stuff years ago mm-hmm. and uh, my sister wanted chilies or something and i had picked okay, up okay. chilies and i had brought it well my sister had like a full on panic attack when she discovered there's no ketchup in the back. <laughs> and I, I, you know, she gets emotional. I saw my sister get, I start getting emotional. I was calling oh. chilies. I was ready to kill somebody. You, you wanted know, to like, catch up. It was just ketchup. Right. Oh, but she had had like, you know, it's an ordeal. She's exhausted, uh, hormones. And wow. so that was like set her off. So You're such an ally. <laughs> I had that right. I had that in the back of my mind. And so I was like, Oh great. And what's crazy is, you know, my sister had just kind of a normal order. She was like, just vanilla protein of some sort, banana, peanut butter. Okay. I right. imagine 7-Eleven would have those items <laughs> if I needed them. So you put them in the blender. But my brother-in-law, I don't know what it was called. He had a name for it, but it was basically like orange sherbet and uh, vanilla protein, some sort of like dream cream sickle. I have dream, no idea. I was like, sickle? what are you, 11? You know, <laughs> can we just get like a, Okay. Whatever. Okay. Just for a unicorn. I'll do my best. So I order hers. Fine. And then I, you know, I had the conversation with the college kid and I was like, I don't know really if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know if people even make orange sherbet anymore, but. Oh my God. So he's like, yeah, I n- never heard of that. I was like, yeah, just uh, <laughs> double the order that I just <laughs> ordered. So he reads back. He has four drinks and I'm like, whoa, dude, just whoa. two. Just They can be the same. Vanilla protein, banana, peanut butter. He's like, okay, great. You know, he takes my credit card number, which I'm always a little weird. Like, he's writing it down somewhere. Uh, he's going to go yeah. get Jordans yeah, after no, this. No, <laughs> I'm like, oh and, and I check my statement regularly, sir. Yeah, that's okay, that's, a, that's a, like that was a, an $800. Right, disclaimer. Purchase If I protein. find a yacht on my Wells Fargo <laughs> account, I'm going to be pissed. Ben, uh, you have enough kid. for a yacht. No, no, no. <laughs> this he, is great. He's hitting the credit card. Um, so uh, he's like, yeah, okay, 12, 13 bucks, whatever. Okay. Uh, he brings the drinks to my truck mm-hmm. like a sweetheart. Thank you. That's very nice. Uh, and he says, okay, here's the one um, with peanut butter in it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh gosh, where's this going? And this is the one that's without. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> They're supposed to be the same. Yeah, these are supposed to be the same, dude. And he's like, oh, I thought you want. And I'm like, nope. nope. You know, I, sorry. Let's figure this out. So he's like, okay. <laughs> He does like the you get jaw the whiteboard drop, out. Eye roll. Right. I'm like <laughs> We're gonna have to go back to square. I need, I need a diagram. Let's start with the banana. <laughs> right. I'm doing a how to presentation on steps. But either way, I think it was okay. Oh man. But Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, um, 
<clears throat> well, no, it's funny. Okay. It's funny. You're mentioning about the shops. Well, back when, you know, um, you've got the limit of six, six, six people, right? So okay. our bird runs out of food, right? Our cockatiel. Mm-hmm. Got to go get her some bird seed at the Feathered and Friends. Oh, I see yeah. that billboard. Yeah. Yeah. Advertisement drop. Oh, well, they're great. <laughs> Brought to you by <laughs> Feathered, Feathered and Friends. Friends. They're great. You know, a great place, by the way, just FYI. But okay. so we we went over there to go get her some more food and they had the, we, we called ahead of time, you know, hey, are you open? Sure. Um, you know, do you have any restrictions on, do we have to wear a mask? You know, some people have these rules. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, nothing, you know. Um, Your pet has to have a mask. <laughs> the, little, the little bird mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, so we get there and we open the door and uh, we kind of peek in and we see like a, a crowd of people, very, very one second crowd of people like not enough time to scan faces or anything and uh the cashier looks really flustered she's all oh, man. we're over capacity we're over capacity okay like basically stay away because you probably have the virus and we don't want you in here right <laughs> so we you know we we wait outside or what have you and then so the one of the ladies comes out um and she's all oh i'm just getting money and you know i'm, I'm going we're almost done okay whatever so we go about our our business until finally <laughs> We're thinking, okay, so we're going to have to wait for a couple of families to come out. No, it was one family. Whoa. (laughs) A parent, a parent, a child. A little or a child. Then a little or a child. Then a little or a child. Oh, my God. Yes, it was one giant family going to buy food, bird food. Okay. It was the funniest thing. How does that happen? They went (laughs) over capacity. I to know. buy bird food. Well, and that's that's one of the things we were trying to be conscious of because I know HEB, Walmart had suggested, look, send a representative from your family. <laughs> send right? a representative. <laughs> a volunteer's tribute. The one that holds a credit card. Right. Um, <laughs> so, that is hilarious. So, you know, you have to kind of keep kids at home or whatever. We were trying to think about my sister of like, hey, maybe we should pick up the kids to give them like a break, you uh, know? Yeah. But then we would get hate looks, you know, if we walk in with, six children yeah you probably like, would we're trying look. to trying to help a family member out but uh anyways okay, okay so we were our goal was um to interview one of our our colleagues um but uh, that fell through so sorry audience good news is the show must go on the show must go on right? uh but no today we kind of wanted to talk about um a male's perspective uh male view or some of these things that um what does it mean to be a man right right how do you learn those things Mm -hmm. what are those conversations like um maybe it's starting early you know these kind of messages um early on you know the conversations with uh you know you're not just your peer group but then your guardians right um right well because last time we kind of dove into um societal rules for being a woman okay you know we were able to talk to miss tori about that um get that perspective and so now just kind of taking the lens to what does it mean to be a man what does manhood look like Mm -hmm. um let's try and find one your lens (laughs) 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 yeah so it kind of creating that hey it does it look the same does it look different right we shall see yeah thinking about this i was 
I was kind of thinking about, um, and I don't know how you would describe it, but just like a flashback of memories <laughs> of like these moments of mostly, mostly awkward or painful moments, uh, that you remember. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of, I guess that, that may be everybody's memory, but I really kind of have highlights and lowlights, um, of, of growing up and hearing these different things. Like I was thinking coming into today of just some of the wisdom that is stuck from like my grandfather, mm. um, moments that it's, it's interesting. I know when, and I don't know because I'm not a female, so I don't know if these things happen, but when you have those talks as, as a, as a man, it seemed to be focused, especially with my loved ones growing up was, Mm -hmm. uh, it was important to have character, integrity, um, honesty, you know, those were big kind of things growing up in my family. Um, and it was, it's difficult because no one likes to accept responsibility for (laughs) mistakes. You know, that's not a a natural human spot. (laughs) Right. We want, we want to blame someone else. I mean, think about kids, right? You're like, Hey, no, she did it. Right. You blame the sibling. You blame the dog. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a message early on from my father, from my grandparents of, you know, whenever you have those, those grandparent weekends or whatever, and you go oh, hunting fun. or you go fishing right, or they're right. teaching you how to build a gazebo in Norman, Oklahoma, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, there was some of those kind of messages that were peppered in, at least in my experience. Okay. Um, and I remember being at the table one night, it, this must've been in high school and I was uh, dipping. <laughs> like I had started chewing tobacco. Oh my gosh. It was, what's awful is my parents, you know, they were pretty kind of, um, by the book, you know, oh, very wow. vanilla. Okay. And, but my uncles are, are crazy and I don't, I just, I always got along with them yeah. more, uh, naturally. Like, going to dip. Right. Yeah. I ended up taking up a, a lot of their awful habits, but oh, wow. I was, I was dipping and I, I was, uh, Copenhagen, you know, the little circle. Yes. Okay. How old were you? Uh, 18. Oh my. Yeah. Is that legal? That's legal, right? You yes. can start smoking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, back then. Now I'm it's like, 21. I started dipping at 14. <laughs> I know. That's what I was These waiting These are dentures, to hear. Erica. These are fake. <laughs> These are veneers. Um, okay. So I was dipping. I had the uh, can in my, my pocket. Okay. My mom was livid, right? Right. We're having dinner with my grandparents. This is uh, Dallas. And she, I don't know. It, she kind of threw me under the bus, which my mom was like, dude, take care of this kid. He's, he's going off the rails. He's going off the rails. We paid all this money that he would have healthy teeth, you know, and they'd be straight, right? And he's messing it up, right? Something with like the co- that. Copenhagen. With the co- yeah, the Copenhagen. Copenhagen. So I just remember, you know, and I looked up to my granddad. He was this very kind of big mm-hmm. dude, very polished, um, very gentle. He, you know, he didn't always have something to say, but when he did, it was like everyone listens. Wow. Um, just a real good dude. And so when he would speak, he, mm-hmm. he was so intimidating for one. Like he would, <laughs> he would kind of literally take you under his wing, you know? Oh, that's cute. Um, and he, I just remember him telling me um, something like, if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. And I'm like, are we still talking about Copenhagen? I know, I know. It's like, wait, hold on, about the dipping? <laughs> right. But I, but it's funny because it, I don't know what, it just, that is, I've always carried that. 
um, when it came to like your identity, right? um, That whatever it is that you're trying to fill, like, and I don't know if I was trying to fit Hmm. in or you know, I obviously had friends that did it, and so it just became natural, like baseball, sports, stuff like that, um, (laughs) where you have a lot of idle time and it was just and dipping, right? Dipping is is kind of like to pass the time, right? Um, A lot of the guys on my tennis team. Um, even the foreigners, they would put it, the dip up in the top, which is kind of weird. We like, usually put it in the bottom, the top oh, lip, the top lip, yeah. like in front of the top teeth. Right. Oh, so man. then it's like, co- it's like a tea bag drain stain on the, it's, it's awful. But oh my God. That sounds unpleasant. I know. But, uh, it was funny because that, that I've kind of carried that and have realized he was talking about anything. Okay. Right. So anything Very that nice. I'm trying to mask mm-hmm. to like, I don't know. Um, be someone that I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, and it was kind of thinking like money, success, career, all of that stuff. If you're not okay without the title. Okay. Right. If you're Um, not okay without the title. Yeah. Or if you're not enough, if you're not enough without this certain money, right. Mm -hmm. Or number in your bank account Mm -hmm. that you're never going to be enough with it. Um, And it's kind of something that was kind of like, um, a choice to be content, even in your circumstances now. Right. Um, That's really solid messaging. You yeah. see, growing up with uh, my brothers, it was always a competition on who was man enough. You know, like mm-hmm. a kind of like a constant race to prove prove their manhood yeah. over and over. So. Well, uh, and I think as a guy, you're. It feels like, and this may be imposed internally, but there is pressure that that is always on the table <laughs> I was gonna say. You're, you're constantly having yeah. to defend some and this is just my perspective but I've, mm-hmm. I've gotten this from clients and from even youth um, groups that I've worked with and and there has been like you're constantly you're, you're under the light right under the flashlight <laughs> the spotlight yeah and you're having you feel like you have to defend your manhood yeah and it's funny because um you know I've got some some guys that they call it you know Oh, dude, you just gave up your man card when you yes. do something yeah. that doesn't fall under this box of, mm-hmm. hey, men, um, don't do these certain behaviors. And if you do like it's saying, yeah. hey, I watched The Bachelor with my fiance last night. Dude, give me your man card. <laughs> you <laughs> oh, know, God. like don't admit that so out they, loud. So, so right? they pass out cards. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's so funny. It's not a card. But no, I hear what you're saying. It's yeah. kind of like a badge. It's uh, like. In my experience growing up, kind of listening to that messaging with my brothers, it was always, it wasn't so much give me your man card. It was the sound, Mm. you know, anytime there was yeah, any kind of submission to a female intimate partner, it was always the, yeah, she's got you on a short leash. Right, right, right. And Um, it, it, they just, how do you say it? Kind of hounded each other about that. And, and it some point it was almost endearing for them like a bond that they shared like hey we get to we get to razz one another yeah well and you've heard that hey who wears the pants dude yeah who's wearing the pants in this relationship doesn't look like you Mm -hmm. you know um and so it it's tough because you know and this is what I've, i've found out about myself and then just kind of growing up i I realized that joking and hazing and all of that stuff is, a, is still a part, even though we have this kind of zero tolerance for bullying. Right. When it's your friends, it still goes on. Yeah. Um, it still goes on with my buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's funny when it, um, maybe it's not funny, it's ironic mm-hmm. when you know you've gone 
too far <laughs> and that person lets you know like they get emotional or they shut down or they cut you off or they leave the text group you know? oh my god <laughs> you're like so and so has just, exited did, the group you just hurt so and so's <laughs> feelings you know um it be and it's usually around those kinds of things okay and it's it's usually um you know and guys will do this where uh, they'll question the person's sexual orientation. Oh, man. Right? So they'll call them a homosexual. Right. If they do something that seems, per- you know, perceived as weak. Yeah, yeah. Um, or emotional. Right. And we kind of touched on that um, in, in previous episodes mm-hmm. when that can, when if that's the constant message, yeah. and then you have one side of the species, males, constantly feeling like they have to defend. They're going into battle. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very Neanderthal way of thinking of, it, it's kind of like watching National Geographic, and it's oh the, God. you've got the pride um, yeah. lion, and it's like, he's he's in charge, and he has to dominate all the other, all the other dudes. <laughs> like, he's the strongest, um, he's the meanest, yeah. and if you question him, he'll put you on your back. And it's kind of like that's happening with males in our society sometimes, oh especially when you're growing up and you're in sports or you're in. Right. Because of the high competition. Yeah. We reward, excuse me, the the success. Mm-hmm. Right. And we look up to the person who's the top guy on the totem pole. Right. And the guy who makes state mm-hmm. um, or takes their uh, team to the championship. Right. Right. Um, and so you strive for those things. Um and that, you know, that would be a good question. You know, where, where was manhood written? Where were these leadership qualities written into, to manhood? Because I heard the, the same narrative, you know, mm-hmm. kind of growing up, but it wasn't so much a sports or be, being the first at something. Unfortunately, you know, the boys in my neighborhood didn't have a lot of aspirations to life. You know, it was a very underprivileged neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, like I told you before, just a lot of gang activity. And so theirs was consistently trying to be the most tough. Like, yeah. you know, n- not... Baddest dude on the planet. Right. The most tough. Wasn't going to take any crap for anybody. Um, the one who had the most girlfriends. Um, just, you know, just a different narrative for leadership you know quote Mm. unquote so I wonder like where does that come from what where is that rule written who who busted this manual out when did it start were you like two and three well you know for and for other you know men that you know like did it was it a conversation like you shared with your grandfather right mm -hmm. which is so notable that was a a really yeah I've been blessed yeah I was gonna say (laughs) I've been, I've been definitely uh, <laughs> blessed with people who Brian have kept awesome. me accountable. It's been tough yeah. growing up, but it's hopefully it's coming from someone that loves you and they're protecting well, yeah. you. Of course, like, hey, they're not even we those. don't want you to turn out to be an animal. Because yeah. that, <laughs> okay. that was a beautiful story. That was a beautiful story, you know. But it it's kind of one of those things like where does that uh, leadership, even if the leadership is somehow unhealthy, you know, like I got to be the biggest person, I got to have the most uh, girls, I have to have the most drinks, you know, the whole, I can drink you under the table. Bit, yeah. The you macho. Know? Yeah. Like where, where do you think that comes from? Well, it's, I think what we find, um, I mean, looking through society, what we find attractive, what we find valuable mm-hmm. and we strive to do that for ourselves. I mean, if you think about media and music, every time I do a group with like, let's say, 
um, guys in a juvenile detention. Right. They're, you know, when I have them, okay, let's pick a song. Let's pick a video that you're watching. Let's pick, you know, something that you're looking up to or whatever. Um, there's elements of, oh man, I want to be like that guy with Mm -hmm. the car, with the clothes, with Mm. several females. Um, of course, none of these females are are talking. They're just there for decoration. It's like a nice watch. Like, Hey, look at my status in society. Um, and so, okay, what do I have to do to get those things? Right. 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 I need to be successful and in business. And that means maybe doing whatever it takes, you know, in whatever line career you're doing. Uh, right. Whether that's your slinging drugs or, uh, you're, I mean, you can still be taking advantage of people even in the corporate world, right? Step, I don't care who I have to step on, um, or use Mm -hmm. to get the promotion. So it's kind of one of those things like, um, consistently being fed the narrative that if you work hard at it, um, you know, you could be on top. This could be you. Well, and two, um, you don't have to be nice about it either. Mm-hmm. Like if the success will speak for itself. And so I know I keep going back to sports, um, but there will be people even in, in business that will say, yeah, that guy's a jerk, but he gets the job done. And oh, so people okay. put up with it so, and they're like, oh, Hey, I he see, doesn't I have see. to be a, a nice guy. He doesn't have to treat people fairly or kind as long as he's successful. However, that's measured in that realm. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, you know, I'm just thinking about that. I'm trying to go back because you're going to the kiddos and the looking up to, and and what I've seen is, you know, the rap stars with the gold chains and the, Mm -hmm. you know, the expensive cars and the, the, the decoration, women as decoration. And I'm going back to like my young woman days and thinking like that, that wasn't the narrative there either. The narrative was more like, you got to look pretty. You got to be the decoration. You got to get yourself a man. Well, both like when you're growing up and that's, that's what's so difficult. If you don't have somebody, a guardian right. that's able to, Hey, let's think about what we're doing yeah, here. Put right. The, put it into perspective. But when you're kids, you want to be popular. You want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to hang out with the quote unquote cool kids, <laughs> the um, cool kids. as guys, when you start dating and stuff, a big thing is, okay, I need a vehicle. And <laughs> what can I do? What kind of vehicle? I need a vehicle. Right? Wow. There's certain, is... And then you would give each other a hard time if yeah. like your, your buddy's pulling the 1980s station wagon, you know, with the wood panels on the side. You're like, dude, Chevy Chase, like what's oh, going on? Oh my God. Uh, you know, but so, and it's, it's in order to, um, I guess be in a relationship. I don't know if you would call it a relationship, but Mm -hmm. to have the girl take notice and want to hang out with you. Right. You'd Um, have to have the car, the station wagon. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, uh, and, but the thing is, is that there were those people that rocked the station wagon and they were really cool to hang out with because they were like, Hey dude, this is a blessing. It's got four wheels. Okay. The driver's side door locks sometimes. You were using like rock as a euphemism for it. they made it cool, not literally rock. They were the comfortable, right? They were, no, okay, that's funny because that was what I thought you no, were no, saying, no. and I was like, okay, I'm saying they were able to own it. Gotcha. Hey, they were comfortable in their own skin. Okay, right. They didn't. They didn't need a Lamborghini in order to take the girl out. If you're 15 and you have a Lamborghini, that guy's a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say, <laughs> unless introduce me, I gotta know, right? 
Who is he? He's Biebs, the overnight sensation. He's uh, <laughs> Jack, my imaginary friend. Yeah. Look, um, no, no, no. And, and you're, you're bringing up a good point. And I guess that's kind of what I was asking is, is it a coincidence that, because a lot of times I hear the narrative where um, young men are like, well, this is what girls like. And that seems to fuel their mm. wanting to be on top, you know, wanting to be the biggest lion in the jungle. The constant messaging is that, well, this is what girls like. Um, and so they sort of hold themselves up to that standard. Like, I got to be this um, so the girls can like me. Mm-hmm. And then the, when the girls don't like them, they get seriously upset about it. Um, what is your what is your take on that? Like, is that a coincidence or do you feel like maybe there's I, just well, a miscommunication of messaging? Well, I think in society we have these th- because everybody's playing a role. Right. Right. And so... Um, and I think that it, it, just think about kind of the, and I don't know when this happened. I think the 21 jump street kind of talked about this <laughs> where they go back and all of a sudden yeah. what's cool, uh, now was not cool back then. And the, the guy's like, dude, now that now it's cool to be a nerd, right? Yeah. It's cool to be smart. Yeah. When for some reason, I guess back in the day, it was, it was more attractive to be seen as, um, kind of the, the star athlete right right and you didn't have to be smart um i would appreciate that everyone's smart okay but uh but just things have changed right and people and the society reflects that and so what we find is attractive then people strive to to get that or to be that okay um yeah but yeah and that's and it's tough because i know the when i come into contact with clients or, or people who are struggling um, or may have been in poor, unhealthy relationships, mm-hmm. it, it can typically be, um, you know, charted back to uh, an identity issue. Mm. And so if you don't feel grounded and know who you are, right, then it's very difficult because then you either put your partner in charge of that and then Oof. you hold them to a, a tough standard that they're not able to do, yeah. right? Hey, no one's going to complete you, dude. Right, no, okay? that's unrealistic, right? Um, or because you're frustrated and, you know, you don't feel comfortable, then you end up holding them to, you know, you can end up, uh, I don't know what the word is, but treating them poorly. Right. Um, you know, I, almost as, a, you know, out of a projection kind of defense mechanism. Um, and so, you know. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, like young men, like, what does that do to them? Because you're, you're consistently provided the messaging, right? Some the young men, and you would say probably a majority of them, you got to be on top. You got to be the winner. Um, don't express your feelings. Don't tell people you got your feelings hurt. Right. There's not, I wouldn't say like, what? there's a lot of, um, and I was very fortunate. I was lucky because I had a safe place at home. Right. To talk about it. Yeah. And um, my parents really had to draw that out of me because I didn't want to talk about it. Right. And I don't know if that's because um, that I don't know. It was consistent. I would see my sister just lose it. Right. She's mm-hmm. screaming and yelling. And then she was cool. Right. <laughs> I didn't feel like I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't feel like I, I felt like I needed to remain calm, stay cool, collected, under control. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and that can create problems if you never deal with it and then you explode. Right. right. We know what that looks like. So I would come home and it would be a tough day or whatever. And then my parents would pull that out of me. Yeah. Um, but not everybody has that. No. And you're right. Not not everyone is so fortunate. 
Um, and well, and my dad shared emotion. Like I remember oh, my granddad, see? they would, they would be talking and they'd get choked up and they would, uh, you know, a little tear would come out. And I remember thinking, dude, that's the, that's the strongest dude I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> he's, cry. And wow. he's, he's shedding a tear here, but I know that actually that did wonders for me because then I had permission mm -hmm. to feel things in real time, whether right. that was joy Right. Because it goes both ways. It's yeah. not, you're not only supposed to, you're not supposed to cry, show emotion, get upset. But you you're can't also, be overly happy yeah, about anything don't either. Like a little schoolgirl. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Um, but when I saw they were able to do that and they, um, led our family, uh, you know, looking back now in a very mm -hmm. healthy way, um, I think with support and, and, and care and all of that providing, um, it has allowed me to do that as well. Okay. Sometimes it's frustrating because now I'm losing it in the, um, at the stoplight, you know, <laughs> driving home from work. Here's some Sarah McLaughlin song. Come just, on. I'm kidding. Just, just let I'm the kidding. tear right? just go. Let it go. Just, just let, let it go. go. But there's still something internally inside me that fights it. Yeah. Well, okay. And it's funny that you mentioned that. And I'm going to go ahead and put my dude on the, on the hot seat here, <laughs> even though he's not here. Let's call him up. So he, he said the same thing, but he grew up very rigid father, yeah. man, uh, manhood, uh, you, you don't behave like this as a young man, you sure. know, and my husband now reflects on that and talks about how that was such a disservice to him because to this day, he can't cry. He's all, we were watching uh, Maleficent too. Okay. okay. Good movie. Yeah. yeah really yeah. good movie. Right. Well, she, you know, she gets, she gets attacked or she turns to ash. Right. Uh -huh. Man, I was horrified. I'm crying. The kids are crying, you know, and him, he wants to cry, but yeah. he's too embarrassed to cry. Even right. though I've been with him for 16 years, you mm. know, these are his kids. Nobody's going to judge him. That is the safest place on earth for him to cry. But he still couldn't do it because he was like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. His, his eyes were all red and choked <laughs> up. I mean, he wanted to. That was really sad. His and whole I, being holding it back. Yeah. And I told him like, well, that was really sad. He's all, it's just, I'm embarrassed to cry. I've always been taught that boys don't cry. Yeah. And so he is the kind of man who holds everything. He's never once exploded. That He's never done that. He just... Holds it in, holds it in, holds it in. Um, and it, it, it affects his self-esteem, like how he sees himself, how he views himself, not being able to express any emotion, feeling like he's got to be robotic because that's what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. And again, just seeing him reflecting on it now, it's kind of like he... He does say, like, that's a huge disservice. I can't even show my kids that men can show emotion. And that's what's... Uh, and it's funny because I, I struggle to this day of intellectually knowing, Hey, this is okay. I'm in a safe spot. I can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, but even the little things I find, like I'm cutting jokes in the sad <laughs> part, yeah. uh, you know, of life. I know, yeah. um, like I we had lost some family members and feeling like I needed to be the one to keep everybody on this even kill and kind of be the comic relief, mm -hmm. uh, when that's going to be a disservice if I can't grieve this right. in real time right? right and then six months from now when somebody cuts me off i lose it you know <laughs> it's like dude, but we're almost in society we're more yeah. that's more acceptable we yeah. can we can handle a guy expressing anger yeah and and be able like well you know whatever yeah that's normal that's okay of course we would call the female that did that a lot of names well of course um 
but it it's just it sucks yeah i was gonna say society does tend to be a little more forgiving with men being angry growing up with the males in my family that's all it was anger mm-hmm. or comedy anger anger comedy, comedy. Yeah. like that was it They're that close, was just the two faces that were allowed um and s- just seeing them now um, and of course they don't vocalize this and we don't ever sit at a round table and share feelings. Cause of course that's not allowed, but they, they do not appear to be happy. Yeah. You know, they don't appear to well, be happy at all. Just think about it. You're not being genuine. Yeah. And so there's a lot of discontentment with that yeah. of dude, I want to do these things. I want to be able to share with my kids that emotion is okay. Yeah. Um, how do you express healthy and appropriate affection? <laughs> right um when th- we kind of have this old school stoic idea of the man is quiet right he's cold mm-hmm. calculating mm-hmm. he provides he's got rules <laughs> he's <laughs> got <know>? the rules <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's kind of one of those things um where it always seemed to be like, don't express any emotion because somehow or another you're going to lose, what'd you call it? A man card. A man card. Yeah. Well, and I had a, I had a colleague tell me one time, um, he was, he had some people house sitting and, uh, he felt like they were kind of taking advantage of the situation, <laughs> you oh know, God. like, Hey, throw a party. <laughs> right. Uh, and he said he had to sit them down and had a conversation. He said, look, don't mistake uh, kindness as weakness. Oh, I like that. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I think there is this idea that if, if as a guy, if we cry, if we open up about our emotions, that vulnerability makes us really weak. Right. Um, and we lose our, our manhood. Like Mm -hmm. now it's like the, your partner, we have this feeling like, well, my partner is saying that they want me to open up, but they're Mm going to lose all respect for me. If mm-hmm. I am honest about this making me insecure or something like along those lines. Right, right. Um, and so we just rather lock it up. I'll be cold <laughs> the whole time. I'll cut some jokes with my buddies at the gym, you know. Wow. And, that you know, that's a good point to bring up because I would have to dare to ask. Would would you think that men would somehow feel like that's a power, a power thing? Like if I give my partner a little bit of my vulnerability they could probably use it against me and i'll be powerless yeah i think that we have you said rigid i think is a great word just in the fact that we don't allow the kind of the two-hand approach yeah in therapy we kind of have the hey this is true can i accept that this is also true in the same situation uh, right we right. have a hard time as humans we want it to be black and white mm-hmm. and so oh my gosh if i cry then all is lost. Now I'm weak. Um, as opposed to having, look, I had a moment where Mm -hmm. I had real emotion and now I don't take it out on the dog when I get home. (laughs) Uh, uh, of just being able to look, can just be yourself, um, experience it in real time, uh, and then ensure that other people have a safe place to do the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it's not like that. We're constantly on guard. Um, and, I don't know. I just, those, those jokes and, um, kind of the, the gay jokes or the, the weak jokes, the pansy jokes, Mm -hmm. those have always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, because you can just see that it's, it's, and you know, you could also also say, well, everyone else is laughing except the person being picked on. Yeah. Um, but the person that's, 
you know, creating this environment, they're not happy either. No, <laughs> you know? no one's happy. And it's more Apparently of this nervous not. laughter of, I mm-hmm. hope I'm not next. Right. And just kind of seeing those. Um, and I feel like it may be getting better publicly, mm-hmm. right? You may not have that same kind of, um, uh, in your face, in the mess hall at high school or, you know, in the commons or whatever right. you call it, uh, where someone is being picked on, but it happens now it's more subtle. Yeah. You know, I see what you're saying. It's more, you know, now maybe you're not going to call someone out, but you're going to do all the things that are more passive, but still mm-hmm. harm. Right. Um, as opposed to if you felt comfortable in your skin, then you mm-hmm. wouldn't have to kind of project that on other people mm-hmm. um, of saying, oh, you know what? I'm jealous that they're able to share emotion. I'm going to mm-hmm. call you out as weak or maybe yeah. question your sexual orientation. God. <laughs> you know. Golly. Well, I don't know if we've solved anything. Um, the mystery remains. The mystery <laughs> remains. I think I'm still a dude. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's open for interpretation. So, um, again, we're unapologetic. Uh, please continue to reach out. We may get a lot more feedback <laughs> today. Uh, we're cool with that, okay? It's real unapologetic podcast uh, on Instagram. Of course, we're still on Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, and Spotify. But, uh, well, thanks, Erica. Thank you, Brian. That was fun. You know what? This did feel like a safe place. This is great. Now I'm trying to think of something really sad, and maybe I'll show it to you. But oh, that'll be great. I'm more, I'll probably cut a joke. This is going to be aired. Slide out of this. <laughs> right. okay. Well, continue to be safe, guys. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>